What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am so thrilled you are here. Before we get started this week, if you have a friend who would love to go through this series with you, Declutter My House, and hasn't listened to the podcast before or doesn't know about the Simple Home Podcast, give them a heads up. Let them know that we're doing this series because it would be more fun to walk through this with somebody else so you guys can hold each other accountable and work through each week together, ask each other questions, um, be kind of hard on each other, getting rid of things. It's always better to do things with somebody else. So if you have a friend that would love this or would just enjoy the Simple Home Podcast, make sure to let them know to tune in each week. All right? So We are going through Declutter Your House, and today we're going to do our first space, which is the kitchen. So the kitchen is an area that all of us spend a ton of time in. I am probably in my kitchen more than I'm anywhere else in my home, and you know, it's just a place where our family kind of hangs out. It's a place where my kids do their homework, where I get meals ready. It's where I am after I go grocery shopping, trying to get everything put away. We just kind of centralize ourselves around the kitchen. And I'm guessing your family probably does the same thing. So as we go through this episode, I want you to remember that this is a space you're in a lot. It is an active space. It's somewhere that you are constantly going in and out of and stuff is constantly going in and out of. And so you do have to be a little bit ruthless with yourself and make sure that you are only keeping things in there that help you in the kitchen and don't make it harder because if the majority of your time is in the kitchen, we want it to be a place that is peaceful for you. As you get started on your kitchen, the first thing I want you to do is figure out what you want out of your kitchen. What is the function? Do you love to entertain? Do you love to cook? Do you hate to clean up? Are you very busy? Do you love all the extra appliances and holiday dishes, etc.? Do you have a small space or a large space? Do you have storage in your kitchen or do you not have any storage? All of our kitchens are different and so we really have to think about what is the function and what do we want to get out of it before we can tackle the kitchen itself. The next step is to decide, first of all, if you want to start with just your pantry or your kitchen. And when I say kitchen, I mean everything other than your pantry. So I want you to do one at a time. And the best thing to do, I know you're going to hate me saying this, is to take everything out. 
This sounds awful and hard, but trust me, seeing what you have is essential to figuring out what you want to keep and what you don't. If you've ever watched Marie Kondo um, declutter anything, this is what she makes everybody do. But rather than going room by room, she goes item by item. So like if she was working on clothes, she would make you go through your entire house and get every single piece of clothing you could find from your coat closets and your storage and your regular closets and all of that. So we're going to do it kind of that style, but we're going to stick to just the kitchen or the pantry. I do want you to take everything out. You have to see what's in there. I bet you there's things that you keep in your kitchen that you don't even remember are there. And so you've got to take it all down. Plus, as an added bonus, it will make it really easy to take a minute to wipe down the cabinets and the drawers, which probably hasn't been done for a really long time because we don't often have clear spaces in the kitchen. So once you see everything out, once it's all on your counters or your floor, start by getting rid of the things that don't belong in the kitchen. So even if they don't have a home yet, you don't know where you're going to put them, Put them in a box or I like to use laundry baskets. I usually have a couple extra laundry baskets that I keep under my regular one, just the cheap plastic ones, um, and use that to kind of put stuff elsewhere while I'm, while I'm figuring out where it's going to go. So remember, I just use the term active space. Make sure that you aren't storing things in your kitchen. We're going to talk about this more later, but if you have things that are just being stored in your kitchen, go ahead and put those in that box or laundry basket because you do not want those in there. Your kitchen is prime real estate in your home, so get rid of the storage stuff in there, okay, so that you have more space for the essential things that you need. And then I want you to go through and get rid of the things that are out of date, broken or duplicates or things you know you're never going to use or you're never going to eat. It's often really hard for me to go through my pantry and get rid of food that's been sitting in there that maybe somebody gave me or I had great intentions and I purchased it thinking I was going to make something I don't usually make or I saw it on clearance or sale and I thought well I could buy that and I'll make it you know I'll look up a recipe and then I never did. It's really hard for me to get rid of those those items but if they've just been sitting there and you haven't used them yet you're likely never going to and again it's just going to sit there and stare at you each time you look in there and make you feel guilty so get rid of it donate it if it's not out of date or give it to a friend or family member who actually will use it but get it out of your pantry okay same thing with like duplicates how many spatulas or spoons or different utensils do you need Think through that, how many plates, how many bowls, how many cups. Think through how many you actually use and get rid of the rest. If you have company over every once in a while and you're worried because you might need 12 cups and plates and bowls, but on a regular basis you only use six, then maybe put those extras in a storage tub and find a storage space for them if they're taking up room in your kitchen that you need. Now, if you have a bunch of extra space in your kitchen and you can leave them there, that's totally fine. But go through and get rid of things that you don't actually need in there, duplicates, and things you're never going to use. And really do think about how many you actually need. 
Okay, if you are good at just using like one per person, then do that. Try to use one bowl, one plate, one cup per person and see how you guys do. See if you guys can wash your dish between breakfast and dinner and if that is simple for you or maybe two per person or do you need more. It's up to you. You may want those extras. Um, Just think through your lifestyle and what makes sense for you, but also what you have space for. Then it's the pots and the pans. (laughs) Same thing there. Which ones do you actually use? Can you get rid of the rest? What about measuring cups, mixing bowls, appliances? What do you use and what do you move out of the way to get to what you use? That's the biggest question. If you're moving your toaster every day out of the way to grab a Pyrex dish behind it and you use your toaster like once a year, Think through whether or not you really need it. Now, that's an extreme example. Most people do use a toaster, but really think through it. One of the things I did to simplify last year was I have a griddle that I use all the time. It's just one that goes on the countertop that you plug in. I slide it up into one of my drawers when I'm not using it. And it's something that I use all the time. But what I did was I thought through what other appliances do I have that I actually could use my griddle for. And one of those things was the toaster. I don't need both. I can easily toast a piece of bread on the griddle and usually we eat toast at breakfast or when I'm doing breakfast for dinner. And the things I cook on the griddle are usually breakfast foods, eggs, bacon, sausage, um, and those kinds of foods. And so I decided to put my toaster away and just see if we could do it. There were a couple times I missed it because my daughter just wanted some toasted bread um, and I didn't wanna get the griddle out just for that. So there were a couple times during the year that I missed it, but I would say it was two or three. And so I had just put it away for a little while. I didn't actually get rid of it um, until I realized that I didn't need it anymore and was able to totally get rid of it. So I also, you know, I had one small skillet that I only used when I was cooking eggs for my kids in the morning. And I decided I don't really need that either because I can easily use the griddle for that. So I was able to get rid of a few things um, and keep the one that I use most often. So think through your appliances and what you might be able to do multiple things with. One thing that we underutilize that so many people have now is an Instapot or another kind of pressure cooker. And you might also have a rice cooker or you might also have a big pot that you make soups in or something like that. And maybe you don't need both. Maybe you do. It depends on your lifestyle, but just... Just ask yourself those questions so that you are being really intentional about the things that you keep in your kitchen. Now, another area that you likely have a ton of are Tupperwares. So if you have a bunch that are mixed and matched, I want you to think about, could you simplify and have a couple of each size that are all the same so you no longer have that drawer of lids and random Tupperware? Um, you know, a while back, what we did is we just, we donated the Tupperware that we had because we had like three, this one size and they all had different kinds of lids and we had another brand. And then we had ones that somebody had sent us food home in. We had a big mixed 
thing and it took up an entire drawer in our home because all the lids and everything they couldn't stack together and so we donated those and we just went and we got one simple set that had about four of the different sizes that we use which is just two sizes and now we don't have you know any issue because everything stacks together really easily um so think about if you can simplify so that you no longer have that drawer that's just overflowing with random things. And oftentimes, I know when I had that, I couldn't even find a lid that would fit. I had like random lids that didn't have a bottom to them. I don't even know where I got it. So go through your Tupperwares, it's likely an issue. Um, And then what about your counters? Think about what you want on your counters. How do you wanna use your counter space? Do you want your kids to do their homework or artwork in the kitchen? Do you have a place where you like to put the mail or just a place where paper kind of clutters up that you need to figure out that you don't actually want there? Um, Are there small appliances on your counter that could actually go up in a cabinet or in a lower cabinet that you don't use every day? Use that space for things that you use all the time if you make yourself coffee every morning it makes sense to keep your keep your coffee maker on the counter or in an area that's really easily accessible but if you have an appliance on there like maybe your instapot that you use once a week put it somewhere else i know it's big and sometimes it's hard to find a drawer or a cabinet that will fit those items Think about what you can move or get rid of to make those go inside because it's taking up your counter space, which is very valuable for you. So you want to get rid of those items that are stealing your counter space that you don't use every day. Then think about how you use your pantry. What kinds of foods do you cook most? How do you cook? Do you bake? Do you do one pot meals? Do you use your Instapot? Do you saute? Do you griddle, etc.? Think about how you're using your pantry and how you can organize your food in there in a way that helps you when you go to cook it. The thing that often clutters up the pantry is those just-in-case items. So you see it on sale, so you buy it for the future. You buy 12 cans of tomatoes instead of just two that you actually need for your recipe. Um, Most of us have pretty quick access to the grocery store, so if we need something, then we can probably go and get it. However, if you have the storage space and you like having excess stuff there just in case, that's totally fine, but make sure you have a place for it. Don't be shoving it in places that don't make sense just so you can have those extra items. Okay, if you do want to buy in bulk, because that does make sense sometimes, find a different location for the extra stuff and bring it into your pantry when you are ready to use it. Think about this as the storage versus active spaces. There's an entire episode about storage and active spaces if you're not sure what I'm talking about. Um, But just think about where you can store items you are not actively using that's not right in your pantry. Maybe you have a large pantry and you can use one shelf for just storage items or maybe you have an area in your basement where you could put up a little shelf that's that's for like excess from your from your pantry. It depends on your space. We in my house we don't have an actual pantry. Um I use a couple drawers for the kids snacks and then I use a cabinet 
above for stuff I'm cooking with and a cabinet for baking stuff. But I don't have any room in our kitchen for excess stuff, but there are times when it makes sense for me to buy it. So I carved out a little space in our closet and that's where I keep our excess stuff. And then when it's time to bring it out into the into the pantry, which isn't actually a pantry. I'm using air quotes. You just can't see <laughs> see them. When it's time to bring it out to actually use, I bring it into where, where that food goes. So think about where you could store it if it's not something you're likely going to use right away. All right. Also, you do not need to have a beautiful pantry. Now, some of you are going to because you're so good at that. I am not the best at making my organization look beautiful, but functionality to me is more important. You don't have to put all your dry goods in pretty clear containers um, or go out and buy new things. You don't have to put your cereal or noodles um, out of their box into some other kind of container. You can, if that's easier for you, but you do not have to. You don't have to scroll through Instagram and see what other people's pantries look like and make yours look like that. You need to make yours organized and work for you. So focus on making it practical and efficient rather than pretty. Now, once you've figured out what works for you and lived with it for a while, then you can make it look nice if you want to. But make sure it works for you first because you might need to tweak things or change things around as you go. The best way I've found to organize my pantry is to group things like the grocery store does. So putting all of the things I'd use for a Mexican dish near each other, putting all the items I'd used for an Italian dish next to each other, and so on. Think about how they group things at the grocery store. They do it on purpose, so it's easy for you to find. So that is the best way for me to organize my pantry as as well, like the grocery store does. Now, another thing I do in mine is I always have one shelf of stuff that's currently being used, like it's opened. So bags of chips or snacks, um, different things that are already open that need to be eaten, those go in one specific spot. That way if my kid says I'm hungry, I say go look on that shelf because that's the stuff that needs to be eaten. And we don't want to have 20 open bags of chips or crackers or whatever. We just want one or two. So I try to keep one area where I can have those items easily accessible. Also, I want you to think about how much food you really need to have on hand. If you have a large pantry, it may work for you to have staple items in bulk. So you have those items at your fingertips. But what I've found is I do best buying what I need for each meal on a weekly basis. Otherwise, I tend to forget what I have and I go and I buy them again and then I have a cluttered space. So that works best for me. It also makes it easier for me to clean out my refrigerator. If my refrigerator is almost empty every time I go to the store, then it makes it easier for me to wipe down the shelves really quick and reorganize it each week because it gets all out of hand every time. Now, that might totally freak you out to have an empty pantry and an empty refrigerator. That's okay. It's whatever works for you, but be intentional about it. That's always what this is about. There's no right or wrong. It just has to feel good to you and work for you. So if I purchase the items each week, I can easily organize my pantry by meal. 
I might put all the items for chili next to each other on the shelf and so on. That way, when I go to cook dinner that night, I just grab all those items. I have the seasoning that I'm gonna use. I have maybe the beans and tomatoes that I put in. My kids like to eat chili over noodles, so I'll put you know a box of noodles and I'm gonna cook with it. If I organize it that way, cooking becomes so much more efficient for me and my pantry feels organized. It's not the prettiest always, but it's organized and it works for us. My biggest tip is to treat your kitchen and pantry like very active spaces in your home and to stop storing your stuff there. You use your kitchen all day long, every day, so make it a place you enjoy. If there's appliances you rarely use or holiday dishes you put out once a year, or maybe a turkey pan you pull out just for Thanksgiving, store them somewhere other than the precious real estate in your kitchen. Put them out of sight until you need them. Two routines I'd also encourage you to put into place as soon as you've made some headway on the stuff in your kitchen are to close down your kitchen each night and do your dishes every day. So once you've started to declutter your kitchen and it starts to feel like a better space for you, These are two things you can do to make your whole life feel better. So the first that I said is close down your kitchen each night. What I mean by that is wipe down your counters, put everything back in its place, get the clutter off your counters, put things out of the kitchen if they don't actually belong there but kind of made their way there throughout the day. Close it down each night and then do your dishes every day. Put them in the dishwasher and start it or do them real quick in your sink and put them away. Don't leave them sitting on your counter unless you plan to put them away in the morning. Actually put them away. Dry them and put them away. If you do these two things, I promise you, your kitchen is going to feel so much better and your life is going to feel so much better. All right, now you get to go and do it. So make some changes in your kitchen that make your everyday feel a bit lighter. I'd love to hear what you take away from this episode. So if you are going through this series with me, post a picture of your kitchen progress on Instagram and tag me at Jenna Arvidson or send me a quick email um, or just let me know in some way that you are participating in this so I can cheer you on. All right, make sure to tune in to the next episode of the series because we're going to talk about your bathroom. All right, good luck. Let me know your progress. I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Have a blessed week. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.